Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. What notes can we take from these celebrities' successes, and what can we learn from their failures? I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. If it's not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I stan you. You're my ride or die. I love you. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome anytime you like. Take a seat wherever you would like. I would like to start off by saying I'm sorry there was no episode Wednesday. Something really, really exciting came up for me that I suddenly had to shift all my attention onto, but it's a really big opportunity and I was so thankful for it. And I'm like a one bitch production team over here. So unfortunately, there was just a really tight deadline and I had to do it. Also on Wednesday, do you guys know what I did? I went to the Dua Lipa Future Nostalgia Tour. And let me tell you, it was one of the best nights of my life. I went with my friend Martin and it was a little bit stressful at first because I got lost in like the underground tunnels of Chicago and I couldn't find my way out because I lost all reception. But I finally found my way out of Lower Wacker and we got to the show like pretty late because of getting lost in the city. But right when we got there, we got like general admission tickets for the floor. The general admission was full. The whole floor was full. We were like, oh, we're going to get bad seats. We just walked on the floor and walked right to the front row. (laughs) We were in the best seat in the house. We got the exact middle front row to the Dua Lipa Future Nostalgia Tour. And oh my God, you guys, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. She's beautiful. Her voice live. I got possessed. I was going crazy. My voice is still scratchy from just screaming at the top of my lungs for Dua Lipa. I don't care if she stole Levitating and is getting sued for it. I sang every word of that song like my life depended on it. I was a little drunk and it was just such like a peaceful, happy euphoric night. And I needed it after my long week. My friend who I went with was like, oh my God, I've never been so close for a concert. He had such a fun time. He texted me the next morning and was like, I still can't believe last night. Thank you. And I was like, like you're getting the petty pop culture experience. I only get front row at concerts. I've like never not been front row. So when I saw that the pit was full, I was like, we're getting front row. And we did. I've literally been front row to like everything. It's just the way to go to a concert. It's a few extra hundred dollars, but it makes the experience a million times better. So it's always worth it. That's how that's how you have to do it. That's how I do it. You have to live it up. Anyway, also with Dua Lipa, she just released a song with Megan The Stallion. Two of the biggest girls in the game right now. So the expectations were really high, but they delivered... It's called The Sweetest Pie. The music video is so good. There were so many looks. There was so much dancing, so much ass shaking. They just really served it to us. The budget was insane. You have to go see it if you haven't already. It could literally win the video of the year at the MTV VMAs. And if you're considering going to the Future Nostalgia Tour, you should next week because Megan Thee Stallion is joining her on tour. I know I wish I could have went, but, you know, I'm in Chicago. I had to go this week. Anyway, let's talk about the topics for today's episode. So we're going to talk about that bombshell that Kim Kardashian dropped just telling us all to work, bitch, and stop being poor, and huge outrage she got for her advice for women in business. Then we're going to talk about Kanye West's new music video where he beat up Pete again, and how Pete responded to it, because he did respond, and we're going to talk about Pete Davidson's new show. We're going to talk about Jesse Smollett's from Empire, his um, jail sentence that he just got, and his huge outburst in court. And then we're going to talk about Camila Cabello's nip slip and how she reacted to it. 
If you have not done so already, rate this podcast on Spotify five stars, Apple Podcasts five stars. You're already here. It would help me so much. And if you could like post it on your Instagram story to help organically push the podcast. We don't have any, you know, big companies pushing this podcast for me. So that's just the best way to help it organically grow, posting about it, telling your friends about it. It would help so much. And with all that being said, let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Pop Culture University. Take your seats. You've never been to heaven, have you? Ooh, it's the ride of your life. Hold on, cause baby, I might, I might just give you a bite of the sweetest pie. Ooh, baby, we can go fast. I'll drive and you just lay back. I got the flavor the last, yeah, the sweetest pie. I might take you home with us. I might give you all of it. Come get your clothes up. Kim Kardashian said one sentence this week, and you would think she dropped a nuclear bomb because she caused an explosion on social media. You've probably already heard the clip, but if you haven't, in an interview for Variety magazine her and her family did to promote their new Hulu show, they were all asked, what is their advice for women going into business? And this is what Kim had to say as her best advice. I have the best advice for women in business. Get your f***ing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. No toxic work environments and show up and do the work. Yeah, simple as that. According to Kim Kardashian, you just have to get off of your ass and work, you lazy bitch. Like Britney Spears said, work, bitch. Now you can tell Kim felt like a bad bitch saying that. And like she gave the best advice in the world as she's this billionaire businesswoman. Oh, wait, she is a billionaire businesswoman. But people say it's not impressive. And what she said is problematic because she's someone who was born into a millionaire family giving advice about how to make a billion dollar business to people who were born average middle class as if they're equal and they're not. The main reasons that people are upset is because Kim Kardashian is showing her huge disconnect from the rest of society. Jamal Jamil said, I think if you grew up in Beverly Hills with super successful parents in what was simply a smaller mansion, nobody needs to hear your thoughts on success slash work ethic. The same 24 hours in a day is a nightmare. 90% of the world grew up with very different 24 hours. And Kim doesn't seem to get that. She seems to be blaming people for not being as successful as her on them when she was born with the privileges of generational wealth that have that have benefited her beyond wild extremes she was born into an interconnected super successful family with a rich successful lawyer father uh, an insanely famous step at the time stepfather caitlin jenner in the olympics um, a business manager mother which as we know connections give you a massive leg up in the business world she also has a lot of other privileges that people were pointing out like pretty privilege white privilege she just had a complete leg up on the rest of society and it's very condescending to say laziness is the problem that you her listener are not as successful as her because of just work just work ethic when work ethic is just one piece of the puzzle that kim had almost completed for her at birth kim does not seem to get that if we were all like running the mile race that's four laps everyone else is starting on lap one well she gets to start on lap three like who do you think is going to finish first people were coming for kim's whole entire life though going deep below the belt because they were so offended by what kim said they said how dare she tell us to work hard and work an honest day 
when she's never worked an honest day in her life. She doesn't understand that other people have to work extremely arduous real jobs three times as hard as the rest of society just to make 10 times less just to scrape by. So as a businesswoman of her stature who has employees and she wants people to make an honest day's work, why doesn't she provide her employees an honest day of work? And they brought up the receipts, y'all. So here's evidence of Kim Kardashian being a hypocrite and not allowing people to work an honest day because she won't even provide that to them if they were her employee. One person said, I was an editor on the Kardashians apps in 2015 in LA. Work days, nights, and weekends. Could only afford groceries from the 99 cents only store. Called out sick more than once because I couldn't put gas in my car to get to the office because they didn't pay me enough. Pay me enough and then was reprimanded for freelancing on the side. Someone else said, when I was working on keeping up with the Kardashians, um, I carried the show because when I was working on it for two seasons, I was at the peak of my alcoholism and they didn't really provide him any support. Someone else said, Kim Kardashian yelling, get off your ass and work to the Indonesian children, putting together her makeup kits because she wasn't providing them a fair livable wage at all. Someone else said Kim Kardashian forgot to mention that she stole $120,000 from Brandy and her mother before they hit fame and haven't stopped stealing from black creatives either. I wonder why she didn't mention that when she was talking about success. So not only does Kim seem to be aloof or disconnected with reality in terms of her leg up in the business world, some might just call that affluent. A lot of people experience affluenza, which uh, basically just means like you don't really know what it's like to be poor, struggling, or really anything but upper class. She also seems aloof to how to even do an honest days of work for herself or even provide an honest day of work. Like this is almost as bad as the time that she said the Kardashians don't set unrealistic beauty standards because she says they get up and work out. When Kim has been very open about getting many, many, many treatments done. She said she never went under the knife in like a surgery. She says she gets treatments done multiple times a month. She spends hundreds of thousands of dollars every year just on her look insane unself-awareness going on some people say that this was like done on purpose just to be purposefully uh enraging just to get attention for their show possibly because they were promoting their show in their interview as courtney kardashian said though in one of the episodes of keeping up with the kardashian that she's an evil and withdrawn human being when she was talking about kim because kim was yelling about at courtney for courtney not working hard enough and Courtney was like, bitch, you're literally withdrawn from real life. Like, not everything is about just working all day to amass as many billions in material objects as you can. But also in that clip, Courtney was like, you're so right, Kim. Like, she was just happy to not be the one that was, like, getting bullied. That's not to say Kim doesn't work hard, though. An interesting t- statistic I just saw is that using internet math, the Kardashians are more popular than any other network or streaming service. In total, the family has more than 1.7 billion followers across all social medias and no one is denying that kim's works hard like that's not the point like everyone knows how hard she works she has definitely been hustling her whole entire life she's a full-time businesswoman reality tv star social media mogul law student and mother to kanye and all the kids and there's a lot of people who were born in her position who you know have never even come close to the building and fame that kim has done for herself she's literally the most famous person in the world with a huge entertainment and business empire and you don't do that by not working hard people are just upset that she had the nerve to compare her extremely privileged life to people who are not even close to as privileged as she is so what can we learn from this i think we can learn that having privilege isn't a bad thing or something that you should hide or be shameful of or try to pretend like you don't have i think there's a lot of power in acknowledging your privilege and owning it and being thankful for it and using it as a leg up for sure like if you have the privilege of course you're going to use it i I don't think anyone wouldn't not only does that allow you to 
be thankful for your situation, but it allows you to create like sympathy and empathy for other members of the society who were not so lucky to be born into your shoes. And I think that just makes society more understanding, more connected in general, because I don't think Kim Kardashian is the problem here. I think she is just a punching bag for the bigger problems of our government and society. And she's an example of someone who's just used capitalism to her extreme benefit. Camila Cabello is really trying to put herself out there after the Sean Mendes breakup, and she's putting her whole self out there as her partially naked body was exposed on national television when she had a really, really bad but hilarious nip slip so camila cabello went on the what's it called the one show it's like a british uk talk show to promote her new single bam bam with ed sheeran which i love it's such a bob and while she was on the show they asked her what her favorite dance move from her music video for bomb bomb is so she got up and she was gonna go demonstrate this dance for them and let me tell you camila cabello was wearing like a flowy thin fabric loose fitting like breezy top that no one should be doing any kind of intense movement it is made for like sitting there looking cute and that is it but she gets up in this top that is buttoned down showing cleavage already like half of her boob is already out and she decides that she's gonna pull out some reggaeton dance moves as i was watching the clip the suspense because i knew exactly what was about to happen i was like oh my god camila cabello's messy i know she's not wearing any underclothes like I just watching it, my heart was thinking, I was like, Camila, do not make a sudden movement to your right. Don't flip your hair. It is going to slip. And she was keeping us on the edge of our seats even before it happened because she kept flipping her hair. She kept like dancing around. She kept like twisting her head, like just a little bit more and more of the boob was showing. And then when she started to dance, she got exactly what she was asking for. And the whole nipple came out on live television. I'm going to play the audio. It's do you, you hear the reactions? I can tell they're on edge too because when it comes out, they gasp. I think my favorite bum bum dance move would be it's like a oh, oh, oh. splash you. I hope you didn't see nipple. Yeah, well, we, do you know what? I mean, there was a bit of a wardrobe malfunction. I don't know what I saw. There was a flash of something. <laughs> Alan Carr, who was hosting the show, he's like the UK version of like Andy Cohen. He hosts like a late night talk show. He gets his guests drunk. He's hilarious. He's gay. They have a great time. He said after like, like after the moment kind of passed a bit, he was like, I was a victim of cyber flashing. Camila Cabello flashed us. His reaction was just so funny. He was like the perfect person to have a nip slip in front of. And anyway, this whole clip went viral online. Um, It was on TikTok. I was surprised it was even able to stay up on TikTok given that it was, you know, a whole nip slip. But someone sent me into it on TikTok. That's where I first saw it and so camila cabello unfortunately was a viral meme so she decided to make a video of herself of her own responding to it and in the video it's a song playing in the background and the audio goes i wish i had a time machine and the caption of her video is when my stylist asked me if i wanted nip covers and i said no (laughs) like girl i'm not even a woman and i could have told you you needed nip covers in that outfit 
that was the most unsurprising wardrobe malfunction of all time. Like I saw that coming from a mile away. People in her comments were like supporting her though. They thought it was great. Someone said, girl, it's okay. They're nice. They were saying her nipples are nice. Someone else said, it's okay. The right one is still a secret. (laughs) Someone said, we'll never forget, but we'll respectfully look away. Someone else said, girl, if mine looked that good, I would have flashed on purpose. So maybe she did flash on purpose. Maybe it was for PR. But no, her nipples like looked good. They were cute. So good for Camila. She played it off like really well too. And I feel like people appreciated this. So maybe this put her in like a better public image of everyone. Some like nip slips ruin some people's careers. They help others. Um, anyway, she also had her 25th birthday recently. She's still so young, right? And she had a Y2K themed birthday party because that reminds her of her childhood and everything. And there was a lot of celebrity guests. Not Sean Mendes, unfortunately. But Dylan O'Brien, Robert Pattinson, Paris Hilton were there. Um, I don't think the ex-members of Fifth Harmony count as celebrities anymore. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Normani definitely does, but, that, but that's it. But no, Normani didn't go. I'm kind of surprised. But she looked really cute. Her party looked like a great time. And yeah, so what can we learn from this? When in doubt, get some extra layers of protection for yourself, girl, because nobody needs to be seeing all that. We know nip slips are not, you know, good for our own images they are not pg they're not appropriate what did that happen around someone who you know your family you don't want yourself coming out i'm not just talking to girls guys too in your short shorts i love short shorts i think all, all guys should wear short shorts but we've all seen the pictures of people like running track people doing cross country and uh, uh, the whole thing just comes out and it's a meme for days so when in doubt give yourself extra protection check yourself before you wreck yourself There is a time and place to free the nipple, but not on family-friendly television. Have you guys ever heard the term playing the victim? Well, that's exactly what Jesse Smollett is now 100% known for after he literally staged a hate crime against himself to play the victim to build his own career and public image. If you don't know, Jesse Smollett is a 39-year-old actor who is in the show Empire. That's what he was most known for. And in 2019, he experienced an alleged hate crime and he came forward to share his story. And in his story that he shared to the world on social media and in the news and everywhere, he said two MAGA supporters attacked him in the middle of the night in Chicago and called him racial and homophobic slurs, tied a noose around his neck, and poured bleach all over him because he was a famous black LGBTQIA man, and they were uncomfortable with that, and they wanted to uh, harm him. And that was his story. There was even like a video of it and some audio of it. It was all over the news. There was footage. People were sending prayers to him. He got so much press. I'm pretty sure like the vice president at the time wrote letters for him. All sorts of celebrities were sending their condolences saying how strong and amazing he is for like getting through it and coming out the other side and being this social justice warrior and a pillar. He filed a whole police report against these people. 
And he was really sticking to his story that this is what happened to him so much so that he took it to the police to try to like launch some form of investigation to find them. And then the two men who committed this crime, I guess, did not like that the police were after them because that wasn't a part of the agreement because they were in cahoots with Jesse Smollett to stage this hate crime against him. And it was not two MAGA supporters. It was two black men. And they came forward and said that they were hired for $3,500 each to do this against him, to get him media attention and build his career. And it was eventually exposed that he did, in fact, stage this. And he, uh, his case was initially brought to trial, initially being dismissed, and his record cleared, but then brought back with even more evidence to the court by the Chicago PD, who were especially upset with Jesse for taking, for faking the attack and what implications that had on society. And the prosecutors got his ass, you guys. Like, he had really intense prosecutors against him. So he was actually given the max jail time, the max fine, and the max restitutions payments for this crime. And the prosecutor said that it was necessary for him to get the maximum everything because of what this does to... um, multiple different groups in society. The prosecutors were saying that he put a stigma around reporting hate crimes for black people and the LGBTQ community who will no longer feel safe in reporting their hate crimes, real hate crimes committed against them because they won't be taken seriously. He was called a narcissist and a liar. And the judge told him that your very name has become an adverb for lying. And I can't imagine anything worse than that. He's disgraced the communities that he's a part of. He's damaged the police system. They wasted their time on him. And valuable time of true crime investigation shouldn't go to some narcissist who's just trying to build their career. The judge and prosecutor said, for the sake of upholding the judicial system and for respecting the communities that he offended, he will be getting the max sentence. So he'll actually spend his birthday in jail this year. He'll be there for five months. So that will take him to August. His birthday is in June. And the biggest the biggest gag about this, he has to pay $120,000 in restitutions, which is insane, even though he's famous, $120,000. And then he has to pay even more just for a personal fine of $25,000. So he's paying almost $150,000 that he has to pay. No ifs, ands, or buts. And then even after that, he's going to be on probation for 300 days once he gets out. He's still saying that he's innocent. He's still sticking to that story, but the evidence is there enough where he is not. You know, it's proven that he is not innocent. And he must be really worried and in denial or has shame or something because he had a huge uh, outburst in court where he kept saying that he is not suicidal. So if he goes to jail and something happens to him or he dies, he didn't do it to himself. I would just like to say to your honor that I'm uh, I'm not suicidal. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. I'm not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. Right. Yeah. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. Could this be him just really, if he is a narcissist, 
could this be him just trying to play the victim again, get people to feel bad for him? And then what if he actually does harm himself, but he wants people to think that he was like murdered or something? Or is he actually just really scared because he's so famous, everyone in the Cook County jail where he's going that I actually live close to, which is crazy. Um, like they're going to know what he did. And are they going to take that out of him? Are they going to take that out on him in jail? But yeah, that outburst was giving like sociopathic, like attention seeking, like almost like lifetime movie criminal scene of him. Do you know what I'm talking about? He was also kicked off of his show Empire. He hasn't been on it for a long time. So something that he did to build his career absolutely destroyed it. And today he woke up in jail. So what can we learn from this? Don't try to build yourself up by tearing other whole communities down. There's ethical and there's unethical ways to try to advance yourself in this life. And that is one of the least ethical, most disgusting ways you can try to push yourself forward. It's extremely self-centered and narcissistic, like the judge said. And if you have to resort to that to build your career, you may as well just not. He could have caused permanent damage to the LGBT and black communities in Chicago that he doesn't even realize. He's lucky nothing else happened, like a full-out race war. We know what happened in 2020. It could have been so much worse. So don't try to build yourself up at the expense of a mass number of others. And it goes without saying, but only report crimes that are real because you could be taking away police attention from people who actually urgently need it. God sent me from that crash Just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass Who? And my new bitch bad I know Illuminati man Kanye West's life was never easy But do you know who else's life was never easy? Pete Davidson Because he is getting his ass beat In another Kanye West music video this week So if you remember In the first music video for Kanye West's song Easy He beheaded Pete Davidson in it and their internet really condemned him for it, saying that Pete should get a restraining order, and this is way too violent, and he's crossed the line, and this is a visible representation of a threat. Kim and Pete should take legal action against Kanye for constant harassment, and they just thought that, you know, beheading him was too far. Kanye West did not give a fuck, though, as he usually does. He cannot be managed, as we know. He defended his actions, beheading Pete in the music video, and he said, art is therapy. Just like this view, art is protected as freedom of speech. Art inspires and simplifies the world. Art is a proxy for any ill or harm. I mean, yeah, that's like a jump saying, like a claymated video of you beheading someone that you call skeet, which is uh, a slang term for the male ejaculation. It's a jump saying that that's art, but you know, okay, Kanye, go off. That's just your defending. And he really showed people that he doesn't care what he, they say about him because he did it again. So him and the game made another music video for Easy for some reason. And this one was animated. So the last one was claymated. This one was just animated. And in this video, a bloody monkey beats up Pete Davidson, beats him to the ground, and just like pummels his face in. Like he's getting his ass beat, just like the lyric says. Save me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. And we know it's Pete in the video because the guy's wearing a sweatshirt that says Skeet. Because Kanye is obsessed with him and that nickname that he gave him. Kanye is so insane. I mean, that goes without saying. But 
this is gonna go down as like the craziest divorce of all time and this is just gonna add to the whole like kim kardashian like legacy like one day when we look back they'll be like wow when her husband divorced her like he really did anything and everything to get her back and put their whole divorce on the world stage was beating up her new boyfriend like this is just gonna go down as the craziest divorce of all time which you know i i guess is right i was really upset when kim and kanye split up but i guess if we're getting all this tea and all this drama i guess it's worth it some people were saying that this was past the point of entertainment though and that pete is probably scared and this is not fair to him but Pete has come out or his source has come out to say how Pete actually feels about this. And he says, Pete finds the fact that Kanye included a cartoon version of him in his music video hysterical. He's almost flattered by it all because it's just so ridiculous to him. That's just such a Pete Davidson thing to say, to be honest. And we all know, first of all, Pete is probably so happy and doesn't really give a fuck because he's distracted by Kim Kardashian. Pete knows how amazing his life is. He said that like in that one SNL skit, he says like the only person that doesn't want to go to another dimension is pete davidson because his life in this dimension is just too good so you know he's with kim he's all happy being distracted by kim if you know what i'm saying he's lost in the sauce he doesn't give a fuck what he's doing plus he's high all the time oh my god imagine being high and watching yourself get beheaded or getting beat up by a bloody monkey in an animated music video by kanye west that would be a trip i, w- I would roll f- i would roll roll on the floor laughing i'd probably think it was funny too but anyway how do you guys think this will play out in the hulu show have have you guys thought about like is kanye gonna be on the show is pete gonna be on the show is kim gonna be like hysterically crying like kanye did it again like he keeps beating up pete like what is the drama what's the structure gonna be kim gave a little bit of insight into the show how it's gonna go this year in her variety magazine interview and she actually said that kanye west will be in the show which I was like, what? I was like, oh my, that 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 seems like something that Kanye, you know, that just seems like another reason for Kanye to call you out, more ammo for him to use against you on social media, him being featured in your show. Like, do you really want to even give him that branch to reach if you put him in? So I thought it was a bold choice of Kim to include him, uh, but he is going to be, she he is going to be in a few episodes and a few scenes, she said already, but Pete has not filmed with them yet, she said which I was surprised about. They, they spend so much time together and we know that, you know, Kim Kardashian works so fucking hard 24 hours a day, all day, seven days a week. So I thought, you know, she'd be filming with Pete already, but I guess she hasn't. Um, I guess that makes sense because if there's anything too personally, you know, drama going on in the Kardashians' life, they'll talk about it, but they won't necessarily show the people. So she said right now she has talked about him on the show and we're going to get all the information about who, like how how Kim and Pete came to be. She's going to tell us how they met, who reached out to who first, how it evolved and everything like that. And she said she's open to filming with Pete in the future, but they just haven't yet. Um, which is interesting because they film with a lot of their boyfriends. Like Tristan's on the show a lot, just because Chloe and Tristan spent a lot of time together. So that's why I thought Pete would be in the show. But for now, she's just talking about him. And when the cameras are casually around, she said she's open to showing him. Did you guys know that Pete Davidson is also getting his own new show about himself? If there's one thing Pete Davidson is going to do, it's going to get clout from his girlfriend to build his career. That is one thing he's always going to do, scoop up that clout. So he is getting his own show and it is going to be a fictionalized Pete Davidson comedy series about his life called Bupkiss. It's called B-U-P-K-I-S. Bupkiss? 
I should probably like Urban Dictionary that. Hold on. I'm so terrified of the definition I just found. It says a sexual position where one partner puts their legs behind their head and the other partner performs anal intercourse with a strap on on their head. I am never Urban Dictionary ever again in my life. I'm so sorry. I just read that to you. I should have put a trigger warning. I'm sure that's not what the show means. But anyway, that's what the show is called. It's called Bup Kiss. And it is going to be a raw, unflinching, fictionalized version of Pete Davidson's real life. Oh my God, like his own version of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That will include a mixture of grounded storytelling with absurd elements depicting an unfiltered view through Pete's eyes. His, his gorgeous, iconic eyes that he has that we all love so much. Uh, Pete Davidson will be acting in and co-writing the show with his friend and writing partner David Cyrus with SNL's Lauren Michaels, Broadway Video and Universal Television producing it. So it's going to be a really like big deal, it seems like. I wonder what he's going to talk about. Obviously, he's had a really interesting like upbringing. He got really famous really young on SNL, being the youngest cast member ever. He's had some of the most public relationships of all time. So he has a lot of material to work with and his like mental health and everything. So I'm sure it'll be really good. And a hit. And like apparently everyone on this planet is obsessed with him because he has some undeniable charm. So I'm very excited to see his show. Kanye, on the other hand, seems to be going through it right now. He posted two poems that he wrote by himself. One is called Divorce and one is called Red. And they're in black and white with big, bold red letters for the titles. Dead, it's about how he like feels dead, basically like in the media and in his personal life and in his family, which was really sad. And Divorce was about like how hard the divorce is for his mentality and just for his whole life and everything like that so Kanye seems to be really getting a lot of karma right now because he just cannot focus on himself and he's too worried about his ex and Pete and Pete seems to be doing great for himself and not giving a fuck what Kanye does because he's just focusing on his own blooming and growing and his own relationship so I think that's what we can learn from this if you just focus on yourself and your endeavors and your relationships and not worry about the haters or what other people around you are doing. I think that is the most productive means of just living a healthy, happy, um, sustainable, functional, prosperous life. Focusing on yourself. Minding your own business is really just the key. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into Pop Culture University today. I hope you had the best time hanging out, getting the tea. If you did, rate this podcast five-star spotify and apple Podcasts. it would mean so much take a screenshot post it on your instagram stories tag me i will respond i respond to everyone who does that uh it's like my favorite fucking thing seeing the support it really helps me grow and everything let's review what we learned today so from pete's life thriving and connie's flopping we learn focus on yourself do not worry about bringing others down because that will not bring you any higher from Jesse Smollett, we learned, do not try to build yourself up by or at the expense of others from Camila Snip Slip. We learned better safe than sorry when it comes to keeping yourself covered. If you think you might need an extra layer, you probably do. And then in Kim telling everyone to work hard, I think we can learn, well, working hard is great and amazing. It's really important to acknowledge your own privilege and where you started from in life in comparisons to others to build sympathy for those around you and society as a whole. And I think it's really healthy and there's no shame in that so anyway thank you for tuning in today oh my god it's friday and oh my god i'm on spring break oh my god i'm so happy i just realized that so i'm i'm going to tampa next week but i will still be posting don't worry um and just because i love posting so have an amazing week and if you're on spring break live it up have the best spring break of your life i know i will especially after that do a concert it got me on such a high i want to go like have the most fun so that's what i'm gonna do 
and I will see you guys Monday. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.